another episode of last in line podcast where we are teaching guys how to not only charge the mountain and be the tip of the spear in leadership but also to be the kickstand that props people up and empowers and encourages other leaders to be the best version of the leader within them we are all leaders we all have influence and as it says in mark 935 he who wants to be first will be the last of all and servant of all that's what last in line podcast is about and i hope you walk away different than when you turned on this podcast i hope you walk away with the revelation that you were called to lead that you were called to have influence and that you were called to serve i gotta say i'm pretty grateful for the ability to have an outlet and if you're a guy and you don't have some sort of outlet that's healthy whether it's podcasting whether it's working out whether it's hunting or fishing or just i don't know going to the garage and building something if you don't have an outlet you're missing out because we all need something to occupy our time in ways that are constructive ways that we are creating ways that we're being a blessing to other people and utilizing our gifts because we have that stirred up in us and we have that fire in us. And if we don't have that ability to kind of discharge some of those passions and talents, then it gets all stifled in us and pressed down in us. And we start getting resentful and the pressure starts to build. And all of a sudden we're, you know, exploding in some ways. But the only reason I say that's because I'm grateful to be here tonight with you here in this office behind this computer and this microphone, because this is kind of my outlet. Uh, this and working out are my two big outlets. Uh, and I think that keeps me healthy. I think that keeps my mind sharp. I think that keeps me grounded. I think that keeps me humble for sure when I'm working out is there's humility in it. Uh, and it keeps me charged up and energized whenever my gifts are getting stirred up and utilized. And so I feel like this is one of my gifts coming to you to bless you, to encourage you, to help equip you possibly with one thing I say, if it changes the way you conduct yourself tomorrow, then it was worth it. So I'm here to you to I'm here today to you to present this something that's been heavy on me to to share. And I got the title for this, and and I think this is crucial because I've got four keys to curing our sickness in society. I've got clearly there, there's there's symptoms clearly there might be a diagnosis and clearly there could be treatment and i'm about to give you the keys right the keys to the box with the secret sauce that cures our society sickness and so it's going to be how you serve how you show up and i've got one for you even better we're going adverbs over pronouns and for you know in the vein that is the wokeness of pronouns they them whatever you want to call it uh y'all uh, that's, that's the redneck version of woke, uh, pronouns y'all. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go adverbs over pronouns. So I've got you today with four key adverbs on how you show up, how you serve. It's going to cure the sickness that we've got in society. Cause you're going to take this and you're going to run with it. And it's going to ripple throughout your sphere of influence. It's going to ripple from those people on out. And then the world is going to start to see, Hey, we need to make some changes. Maybe. Hopefully, if the right guys 
and you know, believers, followers of Jesus, if we rise up in our strength and we go out and this starts to ripple, then I think that's how we move the needle in our culture. I don't have all the answers, but I got four of them here for you that are going to help you. So first one, how you serve, how you show up, right? This is the key to curing our sickness in society. First one is intentionally. So they're all going to be LYs. You know, if you remember English class, unless you failed English, adverbs typically end in LY. So intentionally, first one's intentionally. We all talk about it. It's a buzzword. Every men's group I've ever been in is got that word used all the time and it should be because we got to be intentional. Look, life's not coming to us, right? Uh, we got to live on purpose for a purpose. Like it's not just going to automatically happen. I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in coincidences. Yes. I believe in accidents when it comes to like physical harm. Yes, there are accidents, but there's no accidents when it comes to us showing up and us serving and us being who we need to be for the people we need to be it for. Like, that's not an accident. Those aren't coincidence. We got to show up intentionally. That's our job. I don't remember Jesus ever showing up on a group of people and just kind of sitting around going, I wonder what's going to happen here. I wonder if the stars are going to align. Anybody got a coin that I can flip to decide whether I want to, like, talk to these people or maybe bless them or drop some wisdom in here? You know, maybe there maybe there will be a mic drop moment for me. Maybe there won't. We'll see. Like, I don't remember Jesus ever doing that. I don't remember anyone ever coming up to him and going, hey, dude, uh, all these people are waiting on you. What are you, what are you waiting on? Like, he stepped into a moment, and he, you felt his presence. It was a no-doubter. He was there with a message, with a purpose, intentionally to spit game on these people and drop bombs of wisdom and goodness and grace and love and knowledge on these people. So... I don't see why we should be any different. If we're created in the image of God, we've got that capability too, to step in and lead, to step in on purpose, to step in and, and not wait for an accident, not wait for a coincidence, not wait for somebody to come to us and tell us what to do. Let's step into situations knowing what to do, already prepared in our mind before we arrive in a situation. And let's be intentional because serving somebody is an intentional act. We have to have that on our heart. It's got to be part of us. We got to like think that through to intentionally step into that role and serve. We can't just automatically walk into a place and see people who are raising their hand and say, hey, could somebody serve me, please? Hey, you look like you're capable. Could you please help me here? Or could you please serve me? We, we're not going to have that. It's not going to happen. It's too perfect. It won't happen. You got to step in. You got to notice those moments. You got to be aware. It takes self awareness. It takes social awareness. It takes emotional IQ. And you got to be an, uh, aware enough to know that there's a world around you that needs you. And you got to be willing to step into it without being asked. You got to be intentional about being on purpose, about serving a purpose. So that's the first one intentionally. That's our adverb over pronoun today. Okay. I got the second one's going to be fearlessly. Uh, love, love all the, the guys that are out there talking about being unafraid, being fearless, like courageous. I love it. Those are power words, man, especially in the, in this men's movement to reclaim masculinity, to restore it, to walk in the fullness of it, that 
and, and try to grab back kind of what society's trying to steal from us. Like all of that requires fearlessness and courage. So to show up for the people we love and the people we want to influence in a world that needs us, we've got to be fearless because there's going to be adversity. There's going to be people in our face. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be obstacles. In anything we do in order to have influence, we're going to have to transform an environment potentially. We're going to have to change a situation. We're going to have to step into it and probably lean into some headwind on that circumstance or in that moment of here we go. Here's where we serve and here's how we show up and here's how we lead. But guess what? We got to do it fearlessly because there's going to be opportunity to bow out to pull the ripcord and to go a different direction because it may be a path of least resistance. We've got to step into the situation knowing that it's going to be difficult possibly, but it's worth it. Like it's, we got to have a hill we're dying on. Like it is so worth it to get into a situation that you might have feared what could have been waiting for you around the corner or around the next turn, but or you could have been fearful of were you capable of dealing with whatever that was, the unknown, right? So fearlessly says, damn the consequences, damn what's around the corner, whatever it is, bring it on. Like, I feel like I'm here for a moment, a time such as this, I'm in this moment to walk in the fullness of my gifts, my talents, the courage I've been given. So it's time to rise up. Like it's, we get to that point of, Dude, there's a fork in the road in, in whatever situation you're in, and you're going to have to either rise up or bug out pretty much. So what are we going to do? What are you going to do? The people that you serve depend on you. People you show up for depend on you. They're looking to godly men to step in and cure this sickness that they see all around us. There's sick people all over the place. We have a chance to either fall in line and get down current with the rest of the knuckleheads, or we can swim upstream. We can lead like the salmon lead upstream going against the current, and we can step in those situations fearlessly, like regardless of what other people think about us, right? Yeah, we care. You know, we're not trying to piss everybody off or rub everybody the wrong way or come in hot with this, you know, abrasive personality, but we got to walk into a situation that needs us where we serve, where we show up with a big heart, right? With a willingness to serve intentionally. Uh, and, and we got to walk in there uh, despite whatever people are going to say about us, how we're going to be judged, the, the, the receptivity of the crowd, right? We don't always need a pat on the back or a standing ovation. We can't walk into a situation thinking about that. It's got to be, it's the right thing, and there's never a wrong thing to do the right thing, so we step in. Uh, adversity, got to get in the face of it, right? I always talk about getting in that belly of the beast. Climb in, snuggle up to this opposition, snuggle up, bring it on, like open arms. Come on. Like that's what we got to be welcoming to it, right? And then we got to eat failure for breakfast, right? If it happens, which failure will happen when you're in the middle of a tough situation and you face adversity enough, you're probably going to fail. But we got to be willing to eat that. Eat that up, right? I mean, we have got, and then and then say, let's go, bring it on. I want some more, like, let's go. And so we step through that, we eat it, we, we digest it, we learn from it, we go forward, right? Failure is not permanent. It's just a situation. It's not your personality. It's not defining you. You're not a failure. You experienced failure, but then you move on because you're still have a heartbeat. You're still taking in breath. 
you're still sucking air. So let's go forward and not worry about it. So let's be fearless. Um, so that's number two, right? We got intentionally, we got fearlessly. Third one is selflessly. And man, is that a commodity because we live in a world, speaking of sickness in society, we live at a pinnacle of selfishness, self-centeredness, all about me, I'm going to get mine. That's what we live in. We're in the middle of that. If that was a steaming pile of cow dung, we would be right in that middle, hottest point of that pile of crap. That's where we are as a society. We are full of selfish people. So let's be different. We're called to be different. If you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ, we're called to be different. You walk in and people should know, right, that you are a selfless leader. You are not as much about yourself as you are about others. That doesn't say we sacrifice our well-being all the time. It says that we have a different perspective. Our heart is aligned, and our posture of heart is in a serving capacity. It's showing up with a right heart, a right intention, a right grace for a situation, love for a situation, for people, right? Um it's, it's, it's hard to serve selflessly when the people that you're serving don't deserve it, right? And it's, it's not ironic to me that the word deserve ends in serve, S-E-R-V-E, like deserve. So we're going to serve the people even though they don't deserve it. And that's the hardest part for me, to love the unlovable, to serve the unservable. And, and, and a caveat, by the way, like serving the selfish, like we have to get past that because why we're doing it because it's who we are. We're not doing it because they deserve it or they are worthy or they've done enough to warrant me serving them. So if we're servant leaders, we do it anyway because that sets us apart. Everybody else served. It's easy. The Bible says it's easy to love those who deserve it, who are lovable, right? It's hard to love and serve the ones who have faulted us, have harmed us, have betrayed us, have judged us, you know, slandered us, whatever. It's hard to swallow that pill, but we're called to be different. We're called to do it anyway. And so selflessly, right? If we were going to judge our behavior based on what they've done to us and our pride and whether we feel like we should do it because we've been hurt in some way, then that's not selfless. Okay, that's considering our own feelings before the actual principles and values as believers that we have to abide by the standards we really rise up to operate in above what everybody else in mainstream is telling us is the standards they have created. So we got different standards. So let's act like it. Let's live by different standards, living differently. So serving and showing up differently, selflessly, right? So serving unconditionally, we talk about that like regardless of what the reception is, regardless of what we get in return, we're doing it anyway, we're serving. But then we've got to use our gifts and talents to bless other people. Like that's selfless when we take what we're good at and we use it for the benefit of somebody else, our kids, our wife, a group of people, our boss, our coworkers. Like if we're good at something that sets us apart, we are have an obligation morally spiritually to walk in the fullness of that gift and talent for the betterment of the team and the group around us and people really mankind in general 
So if we're a sick society, which I'm claiming we are, the cure for that sickness is for us to step into this selfless mentality and posture that says, I'm taking what I'm good at and I'm plugging that in to an area of need where I can bring value, where there's a vacancy that I can step in and fill that gap. Not because I get something in return, not because people are patting me on the back and telling me how great I am, but because it's a, there's a need, I'm filling it, I'm bringing value, and I'm using the gifts I was given. That's the fullness of selfless servant leadership. Like, that's what we do. And you, you may not say, you may be saying to yourself, that's not leadership. That's just stepping in and filling a gap and getting to say you did something good. You checked the box. You did your good deed for the day. Nah, that's selfless servant leadership. You're leading because when you do that, other people look at you and go, if he's doing that, he has nothing to gain. He's doing that just out of the goodness of his heart because he thinks it's, he knows it's right. So maybe, maybe we ought to take a page out of his book. Guess what? They start doing it. Guess what you did? You just led by example, by being a servant, a selfless servant. So, um, you know, there's all uh, there. Even though you're not doing it for for yourself and what you can get out of it, there's a, a principle of sowing and reaping that the Bible talks about, and you will be blessed. Those who bless others will be blessed, right? Those who water will themselves be watered, is what the Bible talks about. So you will, it will come full circle, right? We're blessed so that we can be a blessing. So then we be we're a blessing, and then we get blessed again. And so this is perpetual kind of cool little principle in the spiritual realm of, you know, God telling us and promising us that there is a harvest that we will reap when we're serving and we're sowing good seeds. So the last one, right? I've given you three golden tickets to how we cure society's sickness. There might be more, but these four stood out and they cover a lot. So if we can take these four and run with it, and get traction tomorrow doing this stuff. And then you spread the word and get it out there. That ripple effect. I'm telling you, we're going to start seeing healing in our world, in our society, in our communities, in your family. But it's how you serve. It's how you show up. And it's adverbs over pronouns. we got intentionally, I talked about, fearlessly, selflessly. Last one, consistently. Don't be a one-hit wonder. Don't get all, you know, energized and fired up and this fire in your belly ignited from a men's conference you went to or a Bible study you tried out and you got fired up and now you're coming home and you're going to be 100 miles an hour. That's great. But let's not be a, a shot out of a cannon that fizzles, right? Let's not be that that Roman candle, speaking of 4th of July coming up, like don't be that that firework that shoots in the air and gives off this great show for about five seconds and then it fizzles out and it turns to ash let's not be the ash don't be an ash yeah so no seriously consistency is huge like we've got some one hit wonders out there we've got some guys that were quick out of the gates but very little stamina very little longevity uh they you know I probably have done that in the past too. Like I read a good book and all of a sudden I'm firing on all cylinders and then it fades, it fizzles, right? I lose this fire. I lose this motivation for some reason. And, and we just don't stay consistent. I believe that there's a reason for that. Maybe our motivation isn't what it should be. Maybe our heart is more aligned to how can we get something out of this? How can I look good 
by doing this. And whenever we don't get that in return and our expectations are not met, then we fizzle because we weren't doing it for the right reasons in the first place. So that's my take on that. That's a little bonus section of this. But consistently, that's the last one. Last but not least, stay true to it. It's a long game. Stay in the marathon. Got a lot of ultra runners out there that run 100 milers, 200 milers. Bless your heart. Like, that'll never be me. But I'm sitting back from the stands. I'm rooting you on, guys, because I admire you 100%. But, dude, you guys are consistent, right? You're not sprinters. You're ultra marathon athletes. And, and so you guys know what I'm talking about. So consistency, right? It's not how fast you come out of the gate. It's are you still running at the end of the day, at the end of the month, the year? Are you still going? Are you still leading because it's the right thing to do? How do you serve? How do you show up? So consistently is a huge one. So nobody likes, like I said, there was a group from the 80s. I can't remember what they sang a, a song that, you know what a one-hit wonder is. I don't have to give you an example, but it was one of my favorite songs at the time. It was uh, She's a Beauty by the Tubes. That's right, the Tubes. Maybe that's why they're a one-hit wonder. Nobody wanted to listen to the Tubes, but that was a good She's a Beauty, one in a million girl. See, that one. So y'all know what I'm talking about. You're kind of bobbing your head a little bit. You're mouthing the words, right? And you're commenting on what a great, natural, angelic voice I have. I get it. So no, no one hit wonders, right? When we're leading and serving and showing up the right way, let's, let's stay consistent. And so, I mean, what, what I think people respect about that is that people can trust reliability. People can trust security. When you're around, they feel secure. They know you're reliable. They know you're consistent. They don't have to wonder, are you going to bring it today? They don't have to wonder on Friday, are you going to be the same on Monday? They don't have to wonder, are you going to wake up in a pissy mood because it's raining outside or something stupid? You have a runny nose. I don't know. Are you serving and showing up consistently regardless of the circumstance, regardless of your feelings? Like, we got too many guys out there, and I would argue this is part of the reason society has taken us by the tail and is wagging the dog with it because we've allowed these louder, more negative, you know, woke voices to be consistent, and we haven't stayed consistent. We're worried more about feelings and circumstances. We're more worried more about if we feel like leading the right way today or if the circumstance warrants it, I will step into that role. That's contingency. That's, that's conditional leadership, and, and that's not servant leadership because servant leadership is consistent. It is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is the right thing all the time. Servant leadership, it doesn't waver. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's a heart condition. So you either have it or you don't. And if you don't, you can get it. There's good news. You've got, you're coachable. Okay. You can become a servant leader. You've got to change your heart. You've got to get humble. You've got to get, uh, more grace and merciful in how you approach situations. And you gotta, you gotta stay motivated for the right reasons. So that's what consistently is like. We stay motivated for the right reasons. We serve because that's who we are. Not what, not just what we do. It's who we are. It's woven into the fabric of our DNA spiritually of who we are, because that's who Christ says who we are. So we don't have any one hit wonders. Servant leadership doesn't have any room for one hit wonders. 
because it's a lifestyle and people trust that. They want to be able to rely on somebody because they're looking around. People are looking around right now, waiting for somebody to step up. They're looking around, seeing all the negativity, all the darkness, all the, all the evil, all the wickedness and all the wokeness, which is the banner over the wickedness and the evil. Like, I think that's just part of it, but that's a big part of it right now. And, and so people are looking around going, look, I need somebody to trust. I need somebody to count on. Where are the men? Where are the Christian men? Where are they? I don't know. Are they too, you know, fluffy? And, and, and do they, are they more like an open can of biscuits that, you know, kind of flows and, you know, kind of pudgy, like spiritually pudgy, where we don't have any backbone, we don't have any stability, we don't rise up in those situations regardless of what anybody says. We don't step into the face of the fire. We, we sit around, wait on our feelings, and we wait on a circumstance to be perfect before we step in and show who we are. People can't, can't trust that because it's not reliable. It's not consistent. There's, it doesn't bring security. So those are the four for you today. Like, that's where I landed today on this message. That's where I landed when I was writing this stuff down. I was like, dude, somebody needs to hear this. I need to hear this. I need to hear it again, right? But I need you to hear it because I know you will make a difference. You have a, a sphere of influence that you can make a, a difference, and then they can make a difference. And it's all downstream. It all multiplies. That's God's mathematics. He will exponentially multiply men who are stepping into the role of servant leaders, who are showing up, who are serving intentionally, fearlessly, selflessly, and consistently. God will reward it. God will step in when we need Him to. He will make us rise up in those situations where we're weak, He is strong, right? Where we decrease, He increases. So we don't have to do it all alone. Get get around some guys that are like-minded. Get around guys like you, like me, that are willing to step into these four and cure the sickness that is plaguing society. Hey, don't forget, email me uh, for a free four weeks of my book, Strength for the Week. Uh, you'll get put into a drawing and could potentially win the free entire book, the 52-week journal uh, for guys, devotional for guys. And uh, so email me, lastinlineleadership at gmail.com or instant message me, last underscore in underscore line underscore leadership. With that, be blessed. Make your escape.